poppers, we are back from our break and we are ready to bring you the exciting finale to Missing Magic. I hope you are as excited as I am for this finale, poppers. Will this group turn detectives be able to find the missing art and figure out what the deal with that paint man is? Well, get ready, poppers, because let's start the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. We are live. You may have noticed that I am not Sean. I am Chris. My pronouns are he, him, and I am game master of the Missing Magic, our Cypher System one-shot, part two. And with me is my lovely audience, uh, going in order on my screen from what I'm seeing, Sean. Hey, hey, everyone, I'm I'm playing again. Yay! Uh, I pronounce her he, him. Uh, you know me as producer of Dungeons and Pop. And Eric. Hi, everyone. It's me again, Eric. I am jokingly known as the voice of Dungeons and Pop. I'm also one of the producers, editors, music makers, and I keep the Monster of the Week game Breaking Point, which has just started recording Arc 2. I am also he, him, and in this game, I play Everett Rowan Ian Crowley III. It's Brian. Hello, you glorious listeners. It's Brian, and you might recognize my voice from a few different things on here, but my pronouns are he, him, and I shall be playing Jean. Finally, CJ. Oh, yeah, CJ here uh, from the Casually Meta podcast. Happy to be guesting on the show again, guys. Thanks for having me back. And I'm lucky to have all three of you, all four of you here. Sorry, Beth. It's been one of those days. Don't worry about it. Mm, yes, and, it's going to continue, and I get the feeling it's going to continue that way. Um, oh, and I'm playing Lasso Richards. That might be why you were sick E3, because I'm the only one who didn't mention their character name. No, Brian didn't mention it either, or I don't think CJ did. Um, anyways, let's get on with the one shot, shall we? Uh, last time... Our party of adventurers, or, well, yeah, I guess it's just adventurers, they journeyed through the streets of Paris, narrowly avoiding getting stuck into a musical, to rendezvous with their longtime friend, Lady Lefleuf, who was being dramatic because her newest painting, her newest sculpture had gotten stolen. And she wasn't the only victim, as apparently a lot of artists have been getting their work stolen. Lady Lefleuf begged the party for aid, and venturing into a cafe of vice, they gathered some information, stole cinnamon rolls, and they also found traces of oil paint, and they journeyed into the basement. And then one of the players, I can't exactly remember who it was, got proceeded to get attacked by a blood monster in a closet. Yo! And they had to pummel that into the dirt while he was being um, melted alive? Something like that. And we resume in the aftermath of defeating the blood monster. What are you guys doing? Cursing my existence. Just just imagine a Yosemite Sam-style string of Western-themed cursing at this point. Because cottons aren't stupid fragment, stupid pudding with the melting of it. So Everett's turning the air blue. What about the other three? Um, Jean is actually going to use one of his ciphers and put on his green spectacles. Let me put this show what those actually do for, for everyone. Rolling. And I will actually start to read what the effect they have. Once activated, it protects the wearer from being blinded or having their vision affected in other ways for one day. The wearer can see through illusions of the cipher level or lower and can see in the dark as if it were daylight. Very cool. I thought that just might help since we're in the basement. Okay. There's no illusions that you can see. Well, Jean is still happy because he's looking good. Uh, Lasso takes out a cloth and cleans off his grappling hook gun, having successfully used it as a weapon 
And he looks down. He looks down at Everett. Holds out his hand. Goes, "You owe me ten coin." Takes the hand, pulls himself up, and Nilo with it. Nico. Nico. Sorry. Um, I guess I'm gonna take a look at the whatever's left of the blob and see if there's like anything in there that has any sort of relevance. It is a. It is scattered bits and pieces of junk. Well, that was a useful uh, bit of time there. What was that you just said, Nilo? Sorry, you're kind of coming in a little low. I'm coming in low? Yeah, Nico, sorry. Is, it, is that better? Yeah, but And what was that you said? Oh, I said that was a fantastic use of my time. I mean, sometimes that's the way it goes. It'd be like that. Because there was the second door. Yeah, there were like two, I think, doors, closet doors down here. I know there was the one that I introduced to the Pathmaker and got summarily blasted onto my ass for. Oh. Jean wants to walk to that other door now, and looking looking back at Everett, Monsieur Crowley, please allow me to show you how to how you actually properly open that door. And he casts he casts onslaught on the door. What does onslaught do? Allow me to post it in the chat. And thankfully, it has a cost of one, but because I will expend an effort, it costs me nothing. In the background, you see Eric going, <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Allow me to read what it does. So let me go back to Onslaught real quick. You attack a foe. Using energies that assail either their physical form or their mind, in either case, you must be able to see your target. If the attack is physical, you emit a short-range ray of force that inflicts four points of damage. If the attack is mental, you focus your mental energy to blast thought processes of another creature within short range. Okay. Your magic goes careening through the closet door, blasting it open, and there's no blob on the other side, or if there was, maybe you'd have killed it, you don't know. And then there's silence. But for a winging door. Jean does a little bow and goes, you see? Just kind of tugs on his hat and he's like, well, this has been a supreme interest in amount of our time. We got one magical slime construct thingy that nearly ate me and nothing else. Do we got any other leads we can maybe poke at? Because right as you say that, hello, listeners, I'm going to introduce you to another mechanic of the cipher system, something called GM intrusion. Ah, and I can use and I can use it as a narrator tool or a comma thing to mess with my players. So, Everett, right as you say that, you hear music start playing from upstairs. And as when you all look up towards the ceiling, you all think, oh, no. And you'll get sort of into a musical singing about how hopeless this is, is and how um, how pointless this is and how you have no clue what to do. Can... One by one, I will let each of you describe what you want to do during this musical real quick. Oh, I, I was going to say, hold on a second there. I remember reading that uh, we, we, uh, as a player, we can basically say no in kind of the same way you said, hey, this happens, unless I'm misremembering. Hmm. I'm actually kind of down for this, Eric. Um, I actually have an idea because I need to ask Nico something very important during this scene then. Oh, no. You guys are now getting my absolute best tenacious D impression. Yes, I love you, man. <laughs> Monsieur Nico, do you still have that big fat doobie? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why? Yes, I do. You know what we're doing during this. During this. <laughs> the Horn of Destiny. I'm right over it. Okay, in that case, Everett, well, first off, Laszlo, I'll say this. Um, what, are you going to take part in the musical shenaniganry? Um, yeah. Okay, um, in that case, 
in the same way those three will do it, I'll say every you're kind of just in the center of you're in the eye of the hurricane as all this is going on, as smoke and dancing and music and whirling is going around. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, you kind of get, I will say, Everett, you do get spun around and around and around and you hit a wall or you hit something and you knock over a clock. A clock which falls over, revealing a painting behind it. Oh, oh. what is this painting, good sir? It is, it's weird. It's a weird mix of abstract and like realism because you see like a court and like royalty and what have you. But it's also very like abstract. You, the people don't actually look like people or they do, but they barely look humanoidish. Um, which one of you was the one who picked up the oil traces last time? I can't remember. Uh, was it a Nico? What? Um, By traces, you mean the oil painting, right? Yes, the oil paint from upstairs. I don't think so. I think we just followed it to the basement. I don't want to take too much credit, but I think that was me. One of my actually good roles. I was just about to say that, because Everett's been leading the charge this whole time we've been following. Okay, then. In that case, Everett, as you look at this painting that you accidentally unearthed, you realize that you've got a dead ring here for what for um, the substance you found. Okay. Uh, Everett will turn and do that shrill ear-splitting whistle that I can't replace or uh, recreate and won't to save our ears and go, gentlemen, and I use the term loosely. Rude. I think we have what we're looking for. And as he says that, he thumbs over his shoulder, jerking it in time with the words that he's saying. You know, punctuated for emphasis. You found that pack of kids with the dog we want to pet? No, the other thing we were looking for. Oh. You know, the actual thing that we were asked to find? Yeah, yeah, I, for- I, I, for- I forgot about this. Wait, I thought we were trying to find a statue, but we found the oil paint as a clue. Correct. And then we found out that there was something concerning a weird person either covered with or made of oil paint. Well, who who signed the painting? You don't see a signature. Where's that guy with his glasses that sees through illusions? Wait, wait. Jean, Jean turns around and goes, Jean's not here, man. <laughs> and then goes to look at the painting. Everett is just going to pinch his nose at this and go, well, he's not going to say anything. But John is going to look at the painting. I think Lazo does looks at Everett and goes, Everett, I forget. Are they your friends or are they my friends? They have got to be your acquaintances, Lazo. Um, Everett, what are you doing with that? Uh, reading it to remind myself of what it can do and mildly cursing the fact that I used it, uh, used my one-time uh, Adderstone cipher. Uh, to protect myself from the blob, but yet also not sorry I did that. Hmm. All right, John, what are you doing? Um, I'm taking a good look at that painting with my glasses. Well, not an illusion, you know that much. So I do believe you have an ability that lets you detect magic, correct? Yes, I do. Okay, this painting is magical as fuck. Oh, um, Monsieur Everett, I believe you might want to relinquish that painting. It is magical as fuck. Be it now. Um... I'm going to try something, Crest, if that's all right with you. All right. I'm going to walk up to this painting. And being that I've studied the supernatural before, and I do have supernatural knowledge, as well as sense for the weird, um, I'm going to take out one of my equipment items, my cold iron knuckle dusters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just 
press the knuckle dusters up against the painting. As you press up against the painting, Everett, you have a very strange sense of vertigo as what is suddenly two-dimensional becomes three-dimensional. For comparison, it is like in Paper Mario when you hit the switch and suddenly a new passageway unfolds before you. Never played the game, but I've seen LPs, so I'm there with you. So, as suddenly, like, and the edges of, like, the painting in the frame, like, shimmer lightly, and you can now step into this thing. Was it the, was it reacting to the cold iron or just touch in general? Touch in general. Okay. Um, well, I think I know where we're going to go next, folks. Tie a rope around him. Let him go first. Thank you for volunteering me. <laughs> As he rolls his eyes. Although. Finders keepers. Not a bad idea. Do we have rope? I don't know. Do you? I don't, actually. Check your inventories. Wait. I actually have an idea. This is actually the perfect time for me to actually make use of a one of my intelligence points, because I'm going to make a ribbon of dark matter. Aha. If Everett's willing to let the stuff touch him. Oh, wait. That is very true. Everett, will you let me do the ribbon of dark matter on you? Well, since I'm guessing it's just kind of an inky black shadow thing, and we at that time wouldn't know what dark matter is. Um, yes, I will. Probably wouldn't be the first time that someone has done something similar, or even the first time you've done this, so this is probably standard standard operating procedure for this group of chuckles. Wait, wait a minute, so then are we saying that we... Oh my god, then John, we had to have met in a nightclub and John did, like, that little rope thing tying around everything, like, come here, you. I'm pretty sure the four of you have met because of Lady Lefebvre, but eh. that, that was my guess. This is not this is not our first rodeo together. This is getting weird. Okay. A little bit. I'm just feeling like we, 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 we became friends just because we were all mocking the last painting she brought up. Oh, God. John dreads thinking about her every painting. Or statue, or what have you. Okay. So, John magic up the rope around Everett's waist. Everett, do you step into the painting? Knowing better, yes, I do. You walk into a painting, there's that strange sense of vertigo, and you, like, take a few steps forward, like, through a short hallway, and into a massive room filled with two-dimensional people. Some of the, And there's, like, a bunch of them crowded together in the back, and there's very clearly a royalty figure. And Eclipse, because of the point of view of the painting you didn't see the room in its entirety but as you look to your right you see a table on which stand objects that very much do not belong there as you see a box painted in um colors that make it look like jewels a brilliant sword a portrait a vase a golden brooch a metal statue of a fox and then on a pedestal a short distance away you see the medium abstract statue like Blue described to you, and you watch as it transforms from stone to like crystal, and then it switches over to ceramic. The woman clearly put a lot of magic into that. And then the royalty key person says, Who are you? The royalty figure? Yeah. Everett will take off his hat and bow and go, Your Highness, I am Everett Rowan Ian Crowler the Third. Pleasure to meet you. To whom do I have the honor of greeting? I am the queen of all that I see. 
and I'm your queen. Ma'am, I'm from a country with no royalty, so unfortunately I cannot bow to your declaration. I am, however, here to inform you that these items have been stolen. They haven't been not. My loyal servant, who even now searches for more, brought them to me because I deserve them. Uh, see, that there we have a difference of opinion. Um, what you described is stealing, and... There is no stealing. I own all. God, seize him! And you see, like, the court, you say, boys, back up, please! You guys see the, um, crowd, like, shift and muttering for a second. Eric, Eric, you think you're about to get mobbed. But luckily, the crowd kind of, like, it glitches back into place after a second, and only two guards step forward to stare you down. Building sorry, that can actually probably do damage, not unlike a paper cut, but much worse. Roll for initiative, everybody. Oh, good. Oh. Well, at least I have my knuckle dusters out, and I do have my prosthetic arm. Right. Initiative. Difficulty uh, zero, right? Horror. Um, yeah. Wow. Why? Why? Why did I crit that? <laughs> okay. One second, gang, while I sort out the initiative rolls. Did mine roll right? I just hit initiative, zero, zero, and there we go. It's fine. John does not like this queen. Um, okay. So, top of the round, John, you're up first. Okay. Well, just simply cannot allow one of those guards to go near Everett. So, John Cass is going to cast Onslaught on one of the guards. Well, first, are you in the painting? Oh, wait, no, you're right. I have to actually go inside the painting. You do. I'm going to give the thing a tug. Does Everett answer the tug? Everett tugs back. John jumps into the painting. I mean, I, I did have Everett, you know call, you know, boys, some backup, please. For the sake of purposes, Jean was talking about the dog. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. Get in the painting and kick some ass. Okay, so you move into range, and now what are you going to do? Now I'm going to cast Onslaught on the first guard. Dicey. Okay. I didn't do this last time, but this time I will do this. Um, I will tell you that uh, um, task difficulty for you to click when you click. Because apparently I've been doing a little bit of research, and apparently it varies from GM to GM. Uh, the task difficulty, in this instance, is two. Oh, two. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, what do you do? Okay, so did you roll it, or... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Because now I actually have to roll. Wait, wait, I'm trying to see wh where do I roll on my on my own slot. Uh, never mind, apparently that's, that's it anyway. Okay, it's automatic. Never mind then. Alrighty, that's four points of damage against this thing. One second. And the only other thing John just wants to do is just look at Everett and go, and go, who are they? Yeah. Laszlo, you're up. They're guards. Okay, I, I think Laszlo's going to jump in the painting, and he pulls a stick from his back that he presses a switch, or he, he uh, flicks it out, and starts spinning it around, and he's going to come up and uh, hack up into one of the guards. Which one? One or two? Uh, two, and I feel like he's just kind of like spinning it back and forth, like kind of like a little staff, and then he's going to slice up with the hockey stick. Okay. Uh, speed or might, your choice, the task is two. Okay. Well, is difficulty or task, or? Dip difficulty, sorry. Okay, two. Okay. Like that. And you did four damage. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see. Everett, you're next. Is one or two closer to me? Probably one. Then I'll focus on one. I'd like to uh, punch with my knuckle dusters. 
that was probably might for sure. Mm -hmm. The difficulties too. Alrighty. Uh, difficulty is two. Effort. I'm gonna add an effort. Let's see if that actually works this time. For fuck's sake! Oh no! Oh no! No, this happened the last time I tried to up the um the effort. I think I honestly think this is bugged, or I or I'm doing it right, and the RNG is just killing me. I'm just gonna say you like slip on the oil paint that makes up the floor, and you fall flat on your face. All right. And it is now guard one's turn. Who's gonna try and stab the prone man? And I figured out how um, combat works in regards to creatures since then, because I'm a newbie GM for this game. Yeah, I've got to start somewhere. Um, Everett, make me a speed roll. Oh, wait, I have block. Does that do anything? Uh, let me see. Let me pop that into the chat. Oh, action. So since I attacked, I probably can't use block, can I? Probably not, I don't think. So speed roll, difficulty two. All right, speed roll two. No effort, because let's see if that actually... No, okay, so it's just my usual... Random number generators hate me. Um, one second. You take three points to your might. Oh, how do I... Do you need me to minus it for you? Well, I mean, I do. I'm just trying to remember what my actual might was to begin with, because I know it was more than... It was 11. Okay, because I know it was more than seven. Yeah, but remember, you took damage last time. The pool. Yeah. So, four. So that puts me down to three. Oh, no, wait, the other way around. You're supposed to be at um, four. Okay, so I took three damage. I'm sorry, I... No, no, that was my bot. Um, okay, that's guard one's turn. CJ, you're up. Um, so is there, like, any, like, uh, advantage mechanics or anything? Like, like if he's distracted with... No, nothing like that. Uh, okay. Um, in that case, can I use my ability, like, uh, fleet of foot to come up on the side of the guard attacking Everett? And just, like, I have a dagger, I'm gonna shank him. Sure, go ahead and make a speed roll. The difficulty is two. Success. Okay, um, I can't remember how much your, uh, it's daggers, oh, never mind, there it is. Okay, that's a light weapon, and that's only two points of damage, okay. Gotta so poke him up. Poke him good. <laughs> okay, it is now guard two's turn, and he's gonna go after the mage that just tried, tried to wallop him, so, um, John, I need a speed roll. Speed roll! Oh god, I'm doomed. <laughs> How much, what's the difficult, difficulty of two? Mm-hmm. Wow, I had a success. Okay, you dodged the attack successfully. Um, top of the round. John, you're up. Okay. So, I have a risky plan, guys. This is a two-part plan. The first part is casting a spell on Everett to save him and yelling out for everyone to cover their ears after this because I'm about to go Jigglypuff. Oh, no. Everett, will you allow me to cast Distortion on you? Sure. Here, I'm going, I'm going to post the effects for everyone real quick. You modify how a willing creature within short range reflects light for one minute. The target rapidly shifts between its normal appearance and a blot of darkness. The target has an asset on speed defense rolls until the effect wears off. I think it needs to be one thing. It needs to be your distortion or the Jigglypuff thing you want to do. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not doing that right now. I was just saying I want everyone to cover their ears because if I do that right now, everyone's going to sleep. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. It's, it's a two-step plan. Yeah, exactly. This turn, it's this. Next turn, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. I, yeah, I'll go for it. Yay. Okay, John, that's your turn. 
Uh, Laszlo. I'm, I'm, I'm spinning my hockey stick, and I'm going to slice down from the top, trying to see if I can cleave this thing in half. Which one? The one I, when I had uh, two, the one I act, attacked the first time. Number two. Okay. Theater uh, might difficulty two. Okay. Dang. You club the thing over her head with your hockey stick, and you watch as it melts into the floor. You killed it. I, I feel like that goes do 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 do. As he turns, and he's, and he's, he's, he's saying it as he turns to look at the remaining one with a, with, with a slasher smile. Everett, it's your turn. You're up on the floor. You're on the floor still. Let's see. If I remember correctly, I don't think I said I put away my shotgun. I don't think you have, no. Being that I have a prosthetic arm, I'm going to narratively bank on the fact that that will allow me to one arm my sawed off shotgun while I have my. Uh, cold iron knuckle dusters on my biological arm. Are you okay with this? Okay. It, it ju- I, I just want to, you know, ma- make sure I have everything, you know, copacetic above board, um, because I'm not going to spend my action to get up off the ground, but I am going to shoot at the remaining guard from the floor with Pathmaker. I think that's the attack. Yeah. Now, how do I do that? Show high detail. That's just that. So I guess a might attack or speed? It, I'm pretty sure it's speed. Okay. Wait, is that buckshot or is that a slug that's coming out of that thing? Well, technically it's uh, specialized ammo, um, depending on what I'm fighting. Although right now it's probably just a slug. Oh, okay, good. Just a standard slug. Because that would be bad. I've got the guy by the shoulder. I'm shoving a dagger in his rib cage. Oh, no. Yeah, but you were doing it in a way that you were being fast about it. I'm also hoping that the the fact that I am a very short distance from them and probably just shoving my barrel my three barrels up into its gut means that I won't hit you. April. I certainly hope so. You, you better not you, you better not get an Everett roll. Okay, uh, standard difficulty? Difficulty is two. Okay. Oh. You succeed. And you blast a hole and you literally blast a hole right through the head of this thing. Because that's four points. And it only had two with health left. Nice. So you block the hole right through, and the paint that makes up its form shimmers away. And then as combat ends, you hear the royalty person going, God's God. And then you know how in um, adventure movies or horror movies or what have you, when the boat, there's a wall and it kind of like, there's a thing where it slowly moves towards you. Uh-huh. Against the far wall, that happens. And as it hits like the crowd of people, they kind of like get slammed onto it. Like, well, like graffiti or painting as it slowly moves toward you because apparent and um john with your detect magic ability you um can tell that you damage the magic of this painting so uh unless you want to get trapped in here you better grab that uh, that statue and run grab the shit and get out the statue is medium size so i'll say one of you can grab it easily however that said there are one two three four five six six other pieces you guys can see and only three of you so what are you gonna do John grabs the fox. I grab the brooch. I'll grab the statue because it, with my prosthetic arm because uh, heavier uh, lifting capability. Okay, one second. I'm making a note of this. Who's getting the fox? Um, John is. John is getting the brooch. Nico. And that brings us to Lodlo. What are you grabbing? I'm grabbing the sword. Okay. I will say if one of you wants to take a chance and grip, use my 
do in my role to grab a second object, though, of course, you risk when the risk of accidentally losing the object you grabbed, you can. I'm not. <laughs> I had my one good roll this session. I've I've seen Aladdin. You are not tricking me into being Habu. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm good on that. Everett passes. Nika passes? Yeah, I don't, I don't need to... And John passes? Yep. Lazlo, do you want to be stupid? Uh, no. Lazlo's going... Lazlo's a follower, not a... Not a leader. <laughs> okay. You guys play the painting, doing a dive into the painting just as the magic or gravity or whatever have you kind of slams into it and the painting returns to normal. And John, you feel the magic of this painting die and uh, three different art pieces get lost forever, apparently. But you successfully recovered some of the stolen art pieces and successfully make your way to the painting. And we're going to do a bit of a splash cut. You guys return Lady LaFleur's statue and she is overjoyed at it and so on and so forth and she's promising to teach treat you guys the stones next week when you guys have tea because she wants to invite you to tea and so on and so forth. You return the missing um, pieces and there's a lot of gratitude there so you've earned some goodwill on that front. Hooray. So um, there is a bit of a mess because of the three that things that were left behind including the box which was made by Sir Lionel from last from the first part of the one shot. Hmm. So there's some goodwill gained, but there's also some um, enmity still well earned. But yeah, at the end of the day, you guys all return to your separate dwellings, happy in a job well done? Question mark. But as you guys are settling around, some questions occur to all of you. John, because of your magical background, you get two. One, who made that painting? And that painting's been down in the basement for a while. Why now did it activate? Everett, you're kind of a little, as a crafter yourself, you do feel a little bad about the stuff that got left behind. I'm more of a practical crafter. I mean, I do like some art, but for me, it's, it's you know. still a bit of a loss on you. It, it is a little bit of a loss, but at the same time, we weren't hired to find them. And it was that or lose everything and our lives. So pragmatically, he doesn't feel too terrible about it. Um, Ladlo, something that occurs to you. The thieves that left the painting, are they still around? Oh, no. Oh, no. And finally, Nico. In the midst of all this craziness, in the midst of all of this, where in the world are those Teen Sleuths and their dog? And that is where we end Missing Magic, our Cypher System one-shot. Thank you for playing, everybody. This was definitely worth the wait, poppers. Not only was the gang able to find the missing art, but they were able to bring down that corrupted art world with its bizarre royalty. If you enjoyed today's episode, remember to leave us a review and to follow us along on Twitter at Dungeons and Pop. And if you would like to talk with the cast, you can find us over at Cast Junkie Discord server. So everyone, until the next one!